Joining me today on Radio Bypass is a man who has toured with and or opened for bands such as Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Van Halen, and Motley Crue, played in a band with Ingve Malmsteen, had an album, or albums actually, produced by Gene Simmons. He hosts a radio show and now has a brand new album out called South by South Dakota. Ron Keel is on the line. How are you, Ron? Greetings, Ralph. Greetings to all your listeners. Great to be back on the show and, and to talk to you again about this new record and about everything that's going on in the world. And I uh, just uh, appreciate the opportunity to promote my work and talk to rock and rock to talk with you. Yeah, for sure, man. It's great. I know we tried hooking up last year and we didn't uh, manage to do so. And now we are together. So that's great. And since last year, you're on a second new album because you had a new one out last March-ish in... Uh, now you got a brand new one that did get released this past Friday, yeah? That's correct. South by South Dakota, the new album from Ron Keel Band. And this album is unlike anything I've ever done in my life. It's a covers album. And don't let that steer you in one direction or the other. But these are songs that we all grew up listening to that are part of the American songbook. These Southern rock classics from Molly Hatchet, Leonard Skinner, Blackfoot, Outlaws, Marshall Tucker Band. 38 special and when we were in the studio recording last year's fight like a band release we would go in in the morning and warm up by just jamming some of our favorite southern rock covers and at the end of the day after a few cocktails we'd wind down with some of those same covers and of course our producer mike dresh was recording everything and right. i started to listen back to some of these takes and realized man we've got something really special here and so this is the first time I've, I've, I haven't gone into the studio on a mission to make an album. I've realized after five or six songs, we've got the makings of a really special album here. Let's add some songs from the catalog, find some other Southern rock songs to cover, like the Allman Brothers song, Ramblin' Man, which was like, oh, we're doing it. Okay, look, we're going to do a Southern rock covers album. You gotta have an Allman Brothers song, right? Definitely, so definitely. Said, Let's play this Rambling Man song. It's in, it's in A flat. I think it was. In, I think it's in A flat. <laughs> and and the drummer just counted it off, and we just played it. And it's a first take, and it's us playing Rambling Man by the Allman Brothers. First take, and there's some wrong notes in there, and, and I, I'm proud of those little mistakes on that song because, of course, the Allman Brothers are amazing musicians and. The, the keyboard part, the, the bass part, the lead guitar harmonies, all that stuff. There's a there's a couple of little spots in there that I'm going, man, that's not quite right, is it? Or is it what they played back in the '60s or '70s when they cut this? And right. I just kept it. I left it the way it was because it's natural, it's organic, it's it's yeah. one of those albums that I never intended to make, and now that I hear it, it to me it's it's a huge uh, accomplishment because. I didn't intend on making a record. Second of all, the songs are these timeless classics that we all grew up with and that we all, it's part of the, uh, the, the fabric of American culture. Right. And uh, I can guarantee you every song on this record is fantastic. It's, these are great songs, but I didn't write any of them. So I don't have to, you know, it's not like I'm bragging about my songs are really, really good. These songs are obviously fantastic and the treatment by the band in the studio organically with the beefed up guitars and me singing these songs that i've always loved and wanted to sing it's a, a very magical release a, a great combination of uh inspiration and uh just just great songs that that uh, stand the test of time and the sure. response from the media and the fans the radio that and it's only been out for what a few days now and and to get the response that we're getting, especially in times like these, when money's tight, people right. are having a hard time making ends meet, and they're buying the record, they're uh, they're pre-ordering pre-ordering the the album, and we're, we're the merchandise, the the fan pack bundles, the the fans really have embraced this this new album, and they're enjoying it. They're playing it in their garage, uh, cranked up for their neighbors to hear, and I appreciate that more than anything. Yeah, no, it is a great record. I listened to it last night a couple of times through, and and what I really loved, I mean, besides the fact that, of course, you played what are also some of my favorite <laughs> Southern rock songs, <laughs> is you also picked out some things that maybe 
other people might not have. Like you from Leonard Skinner, you went with a more recent Leonard Skinner song from their catalog. Um, Red, white, and blue. And a great call. Uh, for me, to, to redo Sweet Home Alabama or Freebird or Give Me Three Steps, that wouldn't have, would not have been appropriate. Uh, Red, White, and Blue has been a part of my show and my solo acoustic show and the Ron Keel Band Show for years uh-huh. because we are we are geared to being an American people's band and we've been playing Red, White, and Blue in our show for years and yes, a lot of people don't know that that's a Skinner song. Right, they just get the message and the music, and they that song resonates with everybody, whether you're a metalhead or a a southern rock fan or a pop music fan or whatever, if you don't love that song, then I haven't heard from you yet because the response for that song in particular has been incredible. And that is the first single and video from the new release, South by South Dakota. We're filming the video now in iconic locations across South Dakota, like Mount Rushmore. And uh, we'll release that next week for everybody to see and enjoy. But uh, that, to me, is is one of my all time favorite Skinner songs that a lot of people haven't heard. Exactly, and uh, I'm glad to to uh, to give it some new traction, new legs, whatever. I just appreciate Skinner letting us record the tune and release it. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I was really surprised when I saw the title. I was like, wait a minute, could that be the Leonard Skinner song? You know, until I heard it, and then I'm like, yep, it is. Because um, you know, so many people would go back to the '70s catalog from Leonard Skinner, not the more current stuff. So I thought that was a really excellent choice. <laughs> and we do in our show because frankly, we play a lot of these huge bike events like Sturgis and uh, Harley nights and, and uh, County fairs, state fairs, big audiences for 20,000 people out there. And a lot of them don't know who Ron Keel is or, or what I did in the eighties or whatever. They're not Ron Keel fans. They're not Keel fans. They're, they're there to be entertained. So we have, created these medleys so that we're not a cover band mm-hmm. but we could pay tribute to skinner with a little three or four song medley that includes pieces of Freebird, give me three steps sweet home alabama and that's our tribute to skinner we've right. got an eagles tribute in the show we've got a marshall tucker tribute in the show or for 12 minutes we'll go through fire on the mountain and heard it in a love song and can't you see just a little a verse and chorus of each song so that we can do these little kind of like a Las Vegas show right. where we're doing these little show medleys in between our original songs during the concert. And people will be able to sing along and hear the songs they know and love, but also get treated to our original music as well. So a lot of these, these songs have been a part of the Ron Keel band set list for five years now. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then another interesting thing I thought for this um, South by South Dakota record was um, you did the old outlaw song, Ghost Riders in the Sky, but you have an actual outlaw that was involved with you on this, right? Henry Paul worked with you on the, yeah, the song? Yeah, what, what an epic session. And that was our first single in 2015 when we were called the Badlands House Band, which is a pretty interesting story because I moved to South Dakota and brought these guys with me to Sioux Falls to be the Badlands house band, the soundtrack of a $70 million music entertainment franchise and business here called Badlands Pawn. That uh, we had national acts, we had a radio station, KBAD 94.5 FM. We had uh, bands like Disturbed and Megadeth and Kiss. And, you know, they, they all played in our venue, and we were the the house band, uh-huh. so to speak. Right. And when we put that together, Ghost Riders in the Sky was the theme song for the venue. And I thought, how cool would it be to get Henry Paul to Sioux Falls to produce this track for us? Right. Henry and I have been friends for years. He actually did a duet with me on the Iron Horse album, Bring It On, on a song called Dixie Highway back in 2004. Mm-hmm. And Henry and I have been good friends ever since. And to have Henry Paul come into the studio and spend three days with us producing our version of Ghost Riders in the Sky was a, a memory of a lifetime. And and the production on that, that track, uh, just epic. And to, to be able to, to, to work with the guy who sang the song right. more times than anybody else on the planet, 
uh, and to have Henry Paul's name on on our music and our our record, it, it's to me it's it's a huge uh, honor and, and uh, privilege to to have Henry Paul be involved in this new record and his production on Ghost Riders is absolutely amazing. Now we've been doing that song obviously since day one. That was the first song ever played on KBAD 94.5 radio when the station launched. Gotcha. And that song was our opening song. Our, our, it was our signature tune for a long time. And to finally have Ghost Riders in the Sky see the light of day on an album of Southern Rock Classics is a dream come true for me. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's really cool. When I saw that he was involved with it, I'm like, wow, how cool is that? And he must have felt pretty good, too, that you cared enough that you wanted to do this song. Well, he's, you know, he, he's all about that legacy and history of Southern Rock. I mean, Henry knew all those guys, Dwayne Albun, you know, Ronnie Van Zant, and they right. all rubbed elbows. They were all part of that cultural revolution that was Southern Rock back in the day. And he's still out there crushing it and delivering the goods with the outlaws. And to, to have that friendship and that relationship with him. And for him to come to South Dakota and hang with us for three days in the studio at the hotel and, and produce that track for us was a, a huge honor. And just he would not settle for less. Obviously, if you're singing this, I'm in I'm in the studio. I've got the mic in my face, and Henry Paul is on the other side of the glass. Right. Uh, what an amazing experience singing that song for him, and for him to approve of my take on that tune uh I, I can't put it into words it's just a, an amazing moment in my life and my career to have henry paul produce ghost riders in the sky and and now finally after five years that song is included on the album it's got to be i mean you got to have an outlaw song why wouldn't you put the henry paul version of ghost riders on the new record we have uh some live versions of that as well that sound great but that henry paul version is is timeless and epic and very very proud to have that be a part of my catalog you should be yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome and i also thought it was cool that um this song was kind of popular so not as surprising perhaps as i was surprised about red white and blue but don't misunderstand me from rossington collins you covered and the singer on there um that sings along with you jasmine um was not jasmine k was not familiar with her is there, she somebody you've worked with before? Or? There are a lot of people that are hearing that song for the first time on South by South Dakota, but it's, it's historical significance in this, the Southern rock history is to me pretty significant because after the plane crash, the next thing we heard from the former members of Skinner, like, you know, Alan, Alan Collins and Gary Rossington and Del Crans and such, what was don't misunderstand me. That was the big hit off the Rossington Collins band album. Right. And that was, our, that was the closest we were going to get back then because nobody realized that Skinner would reunite with Johnny, uh, sure. vocals. And I mean, that was the closest we could get to Skinner. So that don't misunderstand me track from the Rossington Collins band was a big track back then because it was the resurrection of what was left of Skinner. Right. And when I'm looking through the Southern rock history and what songs would I like to include on this record? That was not an afterthought, but it was like, once I realized, okay, we've got five, six, seven, maybe eight, we got ghost writers. We got, you know, you know we got all this stuff. We gotta, we gotta finish. We gotta finish the, the story. And that Rossington Collins band is a big part of the story. It's a duet with a, a female male vocal back and forth. And, I wanted to cut it and who am I going to cut it with? Who's going to sing this song with me? Right. And I went through the list of female vocalists that are friends of mine. And, uh, I landed on Jasmine Kane. She is South Dakota. She was born in Sturgis, South Dakota during the Sturgis bike rally. Oh, <laughs> she wow. has been a staple of the Southern rock biker circuit for a long time now. She's a 2016 Nashville Music Artist of the Year award winner. We've done a lot of shows together and we became friends and she's just uh, amazingly super talented 
very cool. And I thought, man, there's nobody better for this track than Jasmine. So I asked her, would she sing it with me? And she came on stage last year at the Sturgis rally Mm -hmm. and sang it live with me without really even knowing the words. We rehearsed it backstage real quick, you know, and she came on stage and, and just crushed it. Awesome. And I thought, of course, we've got to cut this. And uh, she she recorded her track in Nashville, sent it to me. And I would imagine that's going to be the second single later on this summer. Uh, that duet with Jasmine Kane is is absolutely a high point on the South by South Dakota album. And she is the real deal. Super talent, amazing vocalist, rock star in every way. And I'm really proud to have her sing with me on that duet. Yeah, no, she she nailed it, and I, when I heard oh, her, yeah. I was like, "Why have I not heard of this girl before?" <laughs> she was great, you know. Well, you've heard of her now, and everybody's yep. hearing about her now, and hopefully, I can help by showcasing her talents and her voice on this new album because everybody needs to hear her. She's got seven albums out. She has some amazing American rock and roll music to offer, so I can't sing her praises loudly enough. That's awesome. Yo, I'm definitely going to, when I get some time, dig into her. I want to hear some more for sure. Right on. So, yeah, so great choice on the song and who you had sing it with you. Yeah, it was awesome. And then another thing that I, again, I'm just going kind of through your songs that you chose for this record because, of course, you know, like you, even though I'm a metal guy, I also did like a lot of the, the Southern rock and, and every single thing you represent here, except there was one that even I wasn't familiar with, and that was the tune Homesick. That was an Atlanta Rhythm Section song? Homesick. Atlanta Rhythm Section. Great song. And it was you know, somewhat of a hit back in the day, but... This really uh, happened when I was doing my daily radio show on KBAD 94.5. And I'm, as you know, doing live radio. The playlist comes up and, you know, it's kind of rotating in front of you on the computer screen. That Atlanta Rhythm Section song, Homesick, came up. And I was looking for a song. I was looking for uh, something for the Ron Keel Band to establish our new identity in 2017 when we became the Ron Keel Band out of the ashes of the Badlands House Band, when that business, that job, that franchise fell apart, me and the guys in the band were hell-bent on continuing, but we've got to have a song. That, that's you know We're going to have to cut a new tune and, and create a video for this. And That song came up on the playlist, and I heard it on the radio. As I'm DJing, I'm on the radio. There's thousands that's... of people listening. And I'm, I'm on the radio listening to the song going, I remembered it from back in the day, but I, I realized right then and there, this is us. We've got to cut this tune. And we did. In 2017, it became the literally the, the world's introduction to the Ron Keel Band. There's a great live video on the website of us performing that song live. Mm-hmm. And we cut the song in 2017, and it was our debut single as the Ron Keel Band. It's never been released on an album. And we have a new mix of the song on the South by South Dakota album. A little heavier, a little louder guitars as, as the, the album uh, dictates. I mean, we right. had to, to remix it to make it as, as beefy as the rest of the album. And uh, really proud of that song. And it, it says what we feel. I mean, all of us are, um, you know, when we're out on the road, when we're far from home, when the the music is playing and, and we're, we're in in the moment. Uh, we're all homesick. We we love where we came from, but we're happy to be where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting how you found that song because like I say, you know, I, I figured out oh, I should know all these songs. And then that one, I was like, hmm, I missed it in the today, I guess. I never knew that tune before. So you, you taught me cool, something man. about you know, Southern and, rock history. You're going to get uh, fans of all ages that are going to hear certain songs on this record that some of them are like old friends that you're revisiting. And some of them are like new friends that you've never met before. Right. And But they're all part of that Southern rock fabric of our lives and our American culture with, with that style of music. And Homesick Atlanta Rhythm Section was one of those bands that, uh, that, that signified that, that genre, that era. And it was a a fairly big hit back in the day. Um, I don't think it was a single, actually. But as far as the Atlanta Rhythm Section, some of the other songs that they had, uh, 
uh, so into you. Uh, right, that's the only one I think I know. They had some big tunes, and this one was kind of you know, kind of fell, fell in the cracks, but we're glad to have it uh, resurrected for the brave new world with uh, the South by South Dakota release. Yeah, no, you made you made excellent choices, Ron. I love this record so much, dude. It, I'm not choosing. I'm it, just going. Man, I'm just. I'm not. This this is not a, a calculated uh, effort in any way. I'm just kind of finding good songs and putting them all on a record together. This was not. This was the least calculated of any effort or release or album that I've ever done. It was just, what are we going to put on this thing? Oh, how about this? This is really cool. The Credence Medley, which ends the album. It's the last thing on the record. And it's a three-song live medley. As I was mentioning earlier in the interview about the medleys of songs that we do during the show, this is a perfect example where we'll take three Creedence songs and turning it, turn it into a seven minute medley of born on the Bayou, uh, bad moon rise and fortunate son. And it was recorded live at our very first show ever. So it doesn't get more raw than this, uh-huh. but it sounds great, man. And it, it, like I said earlier, also Creedence is one of those bands that uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're Southern rock and that's, that's Southern rock to me. Uh, Eagles, Creedence, some of those bands that got left out of that, uh, from under that umbrella, they're still Southern as, as I am. And to have that live collection of Creedence songs from the first gig we ever did, that's, that's a pretty cool, uh, little treat at the end of the album for yes. those of uh, our fans and listeners that uh, get all the way through this thing and take that journey with us riding south from train train on through the rest of the tracks to get to that end of end of the record with the credence medley i'm really proud that we could put a live track on the album yeah that's cool that you had that because that's not a fresh live like you said so it's good that you kept it in the archive and we do have actually on the digital download allow me to plug my album real quick please do we haven't been talking about (laughs) at (laughs) ronkeel.com you can buy the new record and anybody who buys the physical copy, a signed CD, also gets a digital download of the entire album with a bonus track, which is Flirting with Disaster Live, a live version from the same concert of the Molly Hatchet classic Flirting with Disaster. So we've got uh, a little bonus track for those of you that, that fork out your hard-earned cash for the, the new CD at ronkeel.com. We'll send you the entire album plus that live bonus track that nobody's going to hear anywhere else. Beautiful. There you go. That's the incentive right there, folks. Don't buy it from Amazon. Get it at ronkeel.com. That's right. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. And, you know, I don't care where you get it, as long as you enjoy it, as long as it brings you a little joy and entertainment. You know, if you're out there cutting the grass now that it's springtime or you're working on your motorcycle or your truck in the garage or if you're, you're taking a road trip with your loved ones, you know, putting this thing in your music player, in your vehicle, wherever you are, I appreciate you enjoying this music. And I'm really, really appreciative of the opportunity to give folks a little entertainment at this crazy time in our world and uh, in our society. It's uh, it's tough because we can't tour. The, the biggest gig we're going to do this year is this uh, red, white, and blue video. I mean, that's, that's our right. chance to perform for our fans right now and that, that's a very serious thing for us putting together the, the production for this this new video clip it might be the only gig we do this year and i just uh, i'm looking at the calendar um and a lot of the venues and events that we were scheduled to play have been canceled or postponed uh, it's a tough spot to be in as it, a musician ralph i'll tell you man because the promoters they don't want to pull the plug they don't want to cancel the gig or postpone the gig. The fans just want to come out and rock out if they can, if they're safe, if they're healthy. And we're in the middle going, well, man, we've got a contract signed. We've got a deposit. We need to go to Ohio or Detroit or wherever they're going to send us as long as our fans, our band, our crew are safe. Right. So we're in that tough spot in the middle. I don't know when I'm yeah. going to be able to sing for, for people again in a live situation or environment. I've got some gigs booked this summer. 
I'm hoping for the best like everybody else is, but sure. nobody knows right now. All we can do is give you this new album, South by South Dakota and the new music video for red, white, and blue. Right. No, you're right. The, the, this COVID-19 deal is uh, really something that's just so hard to, to predict what's going to happen. I mean, you know, here where I am in Chicago, you know, they've already canceled our blues fest, which is always yeah. a big thing every June. That's canceled. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to wipe out most of summer, it seems like, as far as music events go here. And I'm thinking we're going to see that in quite a few places. But no, nobody, you know, there's no way for us to know. How, how is it in South Dakota? Are you guys uh, on a on a lockdown of any sort still? Or what's, what's your latest thing in dealing with this pandemic? Well, you know, from a personal standpoint, this was one of those times when I was in between tours i did the monsters of rock cruise in february and then right after that i went to australia for my first ever tour of australia five shows in australia and then after we got done with the tour my wife renee and i stayed for a few days and enjoyed the you know the museums and the wildlife sanctuaries and the road trips and did the tour awesome. thing in australia and then sure. uh literally by the time we got home within seven to ten days of our return to the states the lockdown was starting to take place and the travel bans internationally were, we barely made it home in time, but I had no show scheduled until Labor Day or Memorial Day. Sorry. Mm -hmm. May 22nd. I just got word that that show has been canceled and they were hanging on. I mean, it's literally three, three weeks away. I, uh, I just got word that that show has been canceled. It really hasn't affected me that much personally because i expected to be home during this time right. this was my time to promote the new record do interviews uh do my radio show write some new songs that this was my home time but now looking at the black squares on the calendar it's starting to to hit home sure. realizing that uh and it, it's not you know for me it's not financial i know a lot of people our fans our audience our our listeners are our people are being severely affected financially by this pandemic. Oh yeah. I am not. Uh, and I almost feel guilty admitting that because from tour dates, I don't make a whole lot of money anyway, Ralph. I, I, I spend a lot of money on the show. I've got a big truck and a, an RV and a six man band and a three man crew. Right. And I make sure all those guys get paid. Uh, I make sure my team gets fed uh, so I feel bad about that. I don't make a whole lot of money from the gigs, but I'm not out there for the money, dude. I'm, I am out there to be the guy that I've trained all my life to be. Right. I want to be on the field playing ball. Um, I spend all the, all the other stuff, the radio show and the writing songs and the TV and film work and the interviews and all, all the stuff that I do. Right. I do that so that I can be that guy when I could get out on stage with the lights come up and the band is behind me and the audience is in front of me. And, uh, at this stage of the game, at the age of 59, right. Losing a year is a tough blow because I'm still at the top of my game. I'm still delivering a, a product on stage vocally, physically that I'm proud of. Sure. So, uh, you know, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot of years left. Um, so that, that, that's a concern. And the fact that my band and my crew are not able to get their paychecks, that's a, that's a huge concern. The fact that I can't high five those rabid keelaholics in the front row. Right. That hurts. That sure. hurts. I miss that. I miss that big time. And, uh, I don't know what the future holds. Nobody does. If you ask 40 people in this business, you're going to get 40 different answers as, uh, you know, people will comment on, when and how live concerts will return in some shape or form. I can't control that, man. It's out of my hands. All I can do is get on the, on, on the air with you and promote my new record. Talk about our music. Sure. Uh, I do a lot of live interaction with my fans online at patreoncom slash Ron Keel. That is my online platform. And I built this several years ago when my wife was going through cancer she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and all of a sudden life changes immediately. Oh, I did not know 
I didn't know if I would be able to tour again or how she was going to uh, go through that chemotherapy or, or radiation or nine surgeries that she went through with her bout with cancer. So I built a platform online where if all else fails, I can work from home. I can go right. downstairs in my basement with the, the broadcast gear, the bikes, the studio, the, the cameras, and I can interact with my people online. So I'm, I'd like to think that I, I was a little bit ahead of the curve because I couldn't count on touring. I, I couldn't guarantee you that I would be in your town next year. Right. So I, I created this platform online, which has been hugely successful. <laughs> I'm able to, to go online. In fact, today, later on, I've got a, a new song that I'm premiering for my fans online, an exclusive audio video clip that uh, you're not going to see on YouTube or Facebook or anywhere else. You're going to get that on my subscription site at patreon.com slash Ron Keel. So that being said, I have kind of built this world around me where I can survive. I can pay the bills and I can entertain people and do what I love to do. So, uh, but I do miss that. And then I miss the interaction with the guys in the band. I'll tell you a couple of days ago, we were on location shooting, the bass player for the red, white, and blue video. As I mentioned earlier, we're filming each guy in a different location right. because we're isolated. That's the whole concept of the whole deal. So right. each guy in his own location. And Gino Archie, the bass player from the Ron Keel band, has been one of my best friends, if not my best friend, for 22 years. He's been in all of my bands, including Keel, the Ron Keel band, Iron Horse. Uh, we've been road brothers for over two decades now. And he's on top of a Kenworth truck filming his shot. I mean, literally, the guy's on top of a truck, you know, <laughs> with the jets in the background. He's, he's playing his part. And I'm on a forklift 40 yards away filming him with a camera in my hand because I'm a control freak. I've got to I've got to be involved in every aspect <laughs> of our business. So I'm filming him. And we did, you know, we did three hours of shots, you know, multiple angles. And, you know, I'm on the forklift. And the forklift has taken me around the truck and filming him performing. And we got done, and the footage is epic. I mean, this red, white, and blue video is is absolutely epic. And we got done, and we're passing each other by the side of the truck, and we high fived, and we go, oh, we just like freaked out, like oh, we had physical contact. It's like, uh, and this is a guy that I swapped sweat with for the last twenty years. Sure. We've been hugging, and I mean, this is my best friend. We freaked out. Because we high fived, right? My palm touched his palm, and we realized at that moment, man, is this the new normal? Is this how it's going to be? Is, are we going to be afraid to shake somebody's hand? I know. It's are crazy. we going to be afraid to slap those high fives in the front row, man? Those people in the front row are—that's my family. How am I going to not touch them? Right. I don't know, man. I don't know. And I guess we'll deal with it one step at a time as we. Uh, adapt to the new normal but uh i'm glad i had the ride i had and no matter what happens in the future maybe we have to move the barricade back six feet so i'm not spitting on the front row because yeah, right. when i sing <laughs> when i sing i spit dude i mean i mean i'm belting it out and you know i'm, I'm sweating all over you and i'm spitting all over you that's part of the experience no longer is that going to be acceptable so Maybe we have to move the barricade back six feet. I don't know. But uh, we're going to get back out there. We're going to play. We're going to sing. We're going to do what we do. And I uh, hope that the fans and the audience is, is safe and healthy and hopefully staying sane and enjoying the new album and the new music and knowing that, that I care about them. Uh, they they have been my lifeblood for over three decades now. They've kept me alive. They've allowed me to live my dream. They have supported me, listened to me, and enjoyed my work. And so I, I can't thank the fans and the audience enough for what they've meant to me in my life and my music. And I'm going to keep going somehow, some way, no right. matter what. That's a great attitude, Ron. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about your career, too. So, you, 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 because you, you, when you're, Keel stuff was coming out. That's when I worked at a radio station in Chicago and we played pretty much just hard rock and heavy metal music. And Keel, of course, was a big part of that. The first Steeler record was a big part of our uh, playlist at the time, too. 
and but you've had such an interesting career to me so you're you're and, and at the time back then when i was playing the keel stuff i thought you were an la guy but you're not really you're you're originally from georgia i guess and then i was born in georgia uh i was on the road at an early age because my father was a construction worker and moved us from one town and one job to the next but i settled in los angeles in 1981 to be a part of that 80s metal hard rock cultural revolution and spent the entire decade of decadence in Hollywood. So how did you and Ingve come together? Was that Mike Varney put you guys together or how did that, how did Steeler happen? First of all, well, Steeler was the, one of the top draws on the LA club scene for years before Ingve joined the band. Uh, we moved there from Nashville, Tennessee in 81 and proceeded to climb our way up the ladder and conquer the LA club scene one show at a time. And then in 1983, Ingve joined the band to do the album and nine shows subsequent to that. But yeah, Varney was hugely instrumental in that. Varney and I met at his apartment in Northern California on January 1st, 1983. Look at you and knowing the exact date. Dude, yeah, well, it was the first day of the year. It was right, January right. 1st, 1983. I went to his house. We sat there and we listened to cassette tapes of every hot guitar player in the business and I heard Ingve and obviously this guy's got something special. And we called him on the phone right then and there and invited him to Los Angeles to join Steeler. And he did and did the record and became uh, at that point, the biggest selling independent heavy metal record of all time, put my, my career and my music on the map and mm-hmm. uh, put me, put Ingve on the map and, and still to this day, is a fan favorite and a cornerstone of that culture, that eighties metal. You know, when you, when you look at the most important influential albums of eighties metal, I think you've got to include that Steeler record, man. I can't listen to it. I don't want to hear it. Actually, actually I did listen to it last year when we were doing keel fest, we did a, a show in Columbus, Ohio, almost a year ago now, May 10th, 2019 we did a show called keel fest and it was ron keel band keel and steeler the reunion of steeler without ingve uh mitch, mitch ferry played guitar for that gig right. because mitch replaced ingve in steeler in the summer of 83 so it was me rick fox uh mitch perry and Dwayne miller from keel and during the course of rehearsals for that show i had to go back and listen to the Steeler album, No Way Out, Hot on Your Heels, Backseat Driver, all those songs that I haven't sung in decades. Right. And developed a really, a really nice new relationship and appreciation for that, that album and those songs. So uh, I, I do believe that, uh, you know, it, we've come full circle with that record and, and that era but uh, that uh, Steeler record still, to, to this day, is uh, a big part of a lot of our fans and our listeners' lives, and I appreciate that. And yeah. if that's the only record of mine they ever bought, thank you. You know, that's cool. But right. if I, I would encourage them to listen to what I've done since. Uh, oh, definitely. The Keel record from 2010, Streets of Rock and Roll, is the best Keel record ever. I mean, yeah, The Right to Rock's great. Final Frontier was, you know big on the, the billboard charts the self-titled album with somebody's waiting in the united nations from 1987 i mean the keel records in the 80s were huge but the best keel record ever was released just 10 years ago by frontiers streets of rock and roll and the the stuff that i've done since i i appreciate anybody that's kind of ridden that winding road with me because I have taken a lot of twists and turns. I have changed. I've evolved. I've matured. I've grown. But that's life, man. That's what we all do. Right. You know, I'm not going to be the same guy I was 35 years ago. Nobody is. Yeah, of you course. Know? And uh, everybody wants to look back on the good old days. Dude, today is the best day of my life. <laughs> Until tomorrow. 
and we'll make it even better. That's my philosophy. That's how I, I like live. It. That's how I roll, man. I wake up every morning going, man, today's going to be a great day. I, I can't live any other way. I can't look back. I can't spend my life looking in the rearview mirror. I'm going to crash the vehicle. I'm heading face first like a speed demon down a one-way track, <laughs> and I cannot look. I cannot look in the rearview mirror all day long. Every now and then, I'll glance in it and I'll appreciate what's behind me. Right. But right now, man, I've got I've got a new record that just came out a couple of days ago, and a great band of of guys behind me that believe in me, and a crew, and a fan base, and an audience that is enjoying what we do. And sure. uh, when we do a show, when we get on stage, we do all that stuff. We do the Steeler music, the Keel classics, the Ron Keel band, fight like a band music. We do the South by South Dakota music. When you come to a, a Ron Keel band show, you're going to see and hear all of that. So get ready, grab something and hold on. <laughs> well, that's good. And you're right. I mean, yeah, your current stuff has been great too. Fight Like a Band from last year, that album and that song. I mean, all of it was really good. Um, you had that album Metal Cowboy. That was really good. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, all all good stuff for sure. But just, just to keep you looking in the mirror for one more time, I just the other thing I've always need, wanted to know, so you, you come out of Steeler, you end up with the Keel Band, Gene Simmons is involved. How did that happen? Great story, and one that I've told often. And I've missed it, I'm apparently. Gonna it, I'm going to tell it one more time for you and for your show and your listeners. Dude, we got signed finally, and I was, what, 23 years old. But it, it took 10 years from the time I was 13 in my first band, on the road, traveling the country and paying my dues and doing what I had to do. And, and finally, we had raised ourselves up through the Steeler era in Hollywood, put my band Keel together and showcased, got a record deal. And then the president of the label presents me with a list of names. And I'm thankful that they even gave me some input because I'm just a, I'm just a kid. Right. They could have put me with anybody. They could have said, this guy's producing your record or this guy or whatever. But they gave me the option to look at this list and, Everybody on the A-list was on that piece of paper. Michael Wagner, Max Norman, you name it. They were all there on mm -hmm. this list. All these people that were producing those big, huge 80s rock albums. Right. And Gene Simmons' name was on the list. And I just like, Gene Simmons. I pointed, I look at that. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm envisioning that moment in my mind as we speak. I pointed to that piece of paper and said, Gene Simmons. Hook it up. <laughs> and they did. They did. They said, okay, we'll set you up with Gene. And um, we had a recording. Literally, this was still when we were doing the Late on the Law sessions. We had not finished the first album independently, but there was such a huge buzz on Keel that we got we to gotta make some moves now. Right. And we weren't done with that first record yet. We didn't have any new songs except this one riff that we had recorded during soundcheck at uh, the studio in Northern California, a song called The Right to Rock. And I had a cassette of the music. There's no vocal on it. And that's all I had. The tag, I walk up to the Beverly Hills Hotel and I walk up to the, they said, we're going to hook you up with Gene Simmons. I walk up to the hotel and there's this guy sitting out front on a park bench, short hair, business suit, sunglasses. He looks up and he goes, Ron Keel? Oh, yeah? I'm Gene Simmons. Because <laughs> he had cut his hair for the movie Runaway, uh -huh. Tom Selleck. And he didn't look like the fire-breathing demon that I had grown up listening to or right. watching. Right. But I'm Gene Simmons. And we shook hands. He took me up to his hotel room. We talked for a few minutes about music and life and the business. Then... Uh, he said, what do you got? You know, what do you got to play for me? He'd heard the, the rough mixes of the late on the law sessions, but he, he wanted to hear something new. And, and I, I saw, I've got this song. It's called the right to rock. And I took the cassette player, put it in his boom box in his hotel room. It's like, you know, he's on one <laughs> bed. I'm on the other bed right. boom box between us. And I hit play 
and there's no vocal on this cassette tape. So I had to sing it for him face to face. Right. And I sing the song to Gene. Now, all of a sudden, seven years later, I'm spitting in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I got done with the chorus, as soon as I got done with it, he hit stop on the on the boombox. And he looks at me and says, I'm going to produce this record. Or we're going to start Tuesday. <laughs> this is like Thursday. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, Gene Simmons is producing the, the major label debut from Keel. We went in the, he came to rehearsal that weekend. We hammered the songs out, went in the studio the following Tuesday, cut the right to rock and the rest of the songs in that record. And the, the rest is history, man. And Gene, just uh, literally to have his name and reputation tied to mine and to have his production stamp on that, that major label debut was, was huge for me. And I cannot claim my business genius looking at that list of producers in front of me. That was Michael Wagner and Max Norman and Gene Simmons. I did not think Gene Simmons will sell a shit ton of records for me, but right. he did. Uh, the Kiss Army embraced us and bought that Right to Rock album the first week it came out. So we sold 90,000 albums week one because because of Gene's name and because of the song. The right, right to Rock was was a huge anthem. Sure. Uh, Still is. Video getting, getting the play on MTV in 1984, 85, 85, January of 85. That, that video getting played on MTV and Gene Simmons' name being a part of that. Uh, literally put us on the map and I will always be grateful and thankful to, uh, to Gene for, for his name, lending his name, his credibility, his legacy to mine and sure. for the kiss army, the kiss fans for buying that first album and embracing Keel and embracing me still to this day. Right. Uh, the kiss army is, is family to me. And, and I, last year I did the, the kiss convention in helsinki finland i was performing there for a, a, a sold out throng of kilaholics and kiss army members uh that kiss association has paid huge dividends for me sure and not only that from a business standpoint but gene taught me so much in the studio and people will people don't know him they don't know they, they see the money signs and the the reality show and they don't know the guy that really loves and embraces rock and roll and rock and roll history. And that guy, he would sit behind the glass and he, he would talk about harmonies, and songs, and song structures and chord progressions and kick and bass patterns, man. Nobody could have taught me about bass drum and kick, kick drum and, and bass guitar like Gene Simmons did. He made sure that every bass drum, doom, doom, doom. doom, 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 doom. Every bass line was doom, boom, boom, boom. He made sure that every bass line interacted with the kick drum in, in such a special way. That who, who knows that stuff? Who really right. utilizes and gets that? Like Gene Simmons did. He taught me that. To this day, man, I use all those lessons in every session, every rehearsal, everything I do with my band. That kick drum and that bass guitar have to be in total sync. And we go over that in rehearsal for hours still, what, 30 years later. Sure. The bass drum and the the bass guitar, the, the, they have to be in sync together. It's it's stuff that he taught me that has stood the test of time and and become a it's just a a big part of who I am and what I do. So that relationship with Gene goes a lot further than selling records. It's music. It's that love of rock and roll, that history of of rock and roll, that appreciation of of. The music, the harmonies, the kick and bass patterns. Nobody's ever gonna nobody's ever gonna realize what what Gene Simmons can do with a bass drum and a and, and a bass guitar. I lived it, I, I saw it, I experienced it. He taught me so much. So I, I can't say enough things about him and that relationship that uh means so much to me. So Yeah, that that's enough uh, that's enough kissing up to Gene, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> Well, 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 I mean, 
I was just going to say thanks for sharing this again because you said you've told this before. So I appreciate hearing it. And I think it's, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm just picturing, you know, if I were a 23-year-old kid, what that had to be like and and how those lessons would have really stuck in your brain. Because here's a guy that's already sold millions of records and he's given you these these tips that you may not have even thought about, like you said, you know, it's, it's pretty, it had to be just mind blowing. Exactly. But we all have to learn from the best. I mean, whether they're producers, coaches, other musicians, uh, we never stop learning. You stop learning, you die. And those yeah. lessons that he taught me back then still, you're going to hear them on the South by South Dakota album. You listen to my new record, you're going to hear the bass drum. And the bass guitar in perfect sync, trust me, because those guys play tight together. And you taught me that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I, yeah, that, that's a that's a cool story. All right, so I'll get you out of your your way past, but I do have another question from a few years ago, but not that long ago, 2016. You were involved in that Hair I Go Again documentary. Was that something you started? Because I was, I didn't realize you were hooked up with that documentary because i saw it i thought it was really good didn't realize you were part of it oh you're referring to my starring role in here i go again and my role as producer of the movie soundtrack i would love to touch on that yeah i, yeah, like I say i Dude. knew you were in it but i didn't it sounds <laughs> it sounds like from what i'm learning that you are a you know much bigger part of it than i no, than no, I thought. I'm, I'm just in it you're right i'm in it but Kyle Kruger and Steve McClure, the producers of the movie and the stars of the movie, were interviewing every rock star they could get a hold of. Uh, there are so many great rock star interviews in that movie from Frank Benelli and the guys at Warrant. And uh, gosh, the list goes on. I can't even recount the rock stars that are interviewed for the film. They reached out to me and asked if they could interview me for the movie. And I, of course said yes. Right. But during the course of that interview process, we became friends and I had, I think more to say than I could say in that interview. And they asked me to give Kyle, the lead singer in the movie, some vocal training. Would mm-hmm. you be willing to have a couple of vocal lessons with Kyle? And I did. And those are featured in the movie. And then the friendship grew, and then they asked me, would you like to produce the soundtrack? And I jumped at it. Uh, I thought it was a great project, a great concept. I thought the guys were really special people. You know, Kyle Kruger and Steve McClure, the, the stars of the movie, it's really special people, good guys that were really setting out to do something that had never been done before. And I thought that this movie could be important, uh, really special. And so we went in the studio and I took the guys from point A to point Z during the course of those sessions Mm -hmm. and produced the the soundtrack recording. And and you see that process in the movie where these guys go from not being able to sing or play at all to being able to get on stage at the Monsters of Rock Cruise and do a show with keel with with guys uh like uh me on on you know i play bass on the sessions uh stacy blades on lead guitar uh there's so many great players that uh contributed to that session um and to be a part of that was to me it's a fantastic accomplishment i love the movie i've watched it many times and i'm just glad that those guys chose me to be their mentor and to be the hero at the end of the day. Oh, I hate that phrase at the end of the day, (laughs) but at the end of the movie, I end up being the hero because I'm, I'm the guy who believed in them and worked with them and and got them stage ready, road ready, so to speak, to get on stage on the monsters of rock cruise and perform live. And that big triumphant sequence uh, highly recommend anybody who loves hard rock, metal, 80s music, whatever, to check out that film, Hair I Go Again. I Yep, I agree. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely a good one. I only saw it once, but I, I loved it. I, I do want to see it again at some point. 
Oh, well, that's very cool. Yeah, like I said, I didn't realize you ended up with such a big, being such a big part of that. Well, they just kept asking, and I, I kept saying, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to do this? Well, sure, yeah. Would you like to produce the soundtrack album? Yeah. yeah. And I ended up, uh, you know, just, I love that aspect. Producing in the studio, taking talent and channeling it and uh, coordinating it, being the coach of the team, so to speak. And uh, the result on that Here I Go Again soundtrack speaks for itself, man. It's great songs. Great songs, great production. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Very, yeah, it's very cool, Ron. And then I think you're going to have to update your autobiography because I know you, re- you released that a few years back. Um, I think you're going to have to do a lot of updates because I think you got a lot still ahead of you. <laughs> we are doing that as a great segue into the next promotional uh, pitch that I'm going to give you. We are releasing this Christmas the two-volume set of my autobiography. I'm going to re-update some of that stuff. There's a lot that's happened since 2014 when it was published. A lot that I want to correct or change or modify. A lot that I want to add. And we are releasing Even Keel, Life on the Streets of Rock and Roll, the two-book set this Christmas. In the meantime, you can catch the audio book, which I am reading online with special guests like Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records, Mark Ferrar from Keel, and, and, and so many other people that have, are doing reads for me for the audiobook version. Cool. I'm really proud of this. This has got unreleased songs and music. And it's very, it, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's a big production because I make a big production out of everything I do. <laughs> but uh, the audiobook at patreon.com slash Ron Keel. We're up to chapter 12 now. 1984 was just published last week. And we're doing that one chapter at a time at patreon.com slash Ron Keel, the audiobook. Highly recommended. All of my all access subscribers will get a complete download of the audiobook when it's released. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you go. I'm glad I mentioned that. <laughs> Me too. And I'm glad to know you're <laughs> updating it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's time for an update, man. You know, when you write it a book like that so much so much has changed and so much has happened since the publication so i'm excited to keep the story going and add some new chapters and hope that everybody will follow along and enjoy the ride well i, I think it's awesome ron that you know that you said your career starting in the early 80s and here we are you know almost 40 years later and you still seem to have so much energy and interest in doing things and are doing so many things. You know, a lot of people start to slow down and, and you keep seeking new avenues. And and I think that's really cool. I don't get that, man. I I appreciate the compliment. And I, I am still the same guy. I was when I was 17. I've got some, uh, you know, experiences and maturity under my belt, but man, I'm still, I still want it bad. And I think that's the key to success in any business, no matter what business you're in. The guy who wants it the most gets it. Right. And I want it bad. I want it just as bad now as I did when I was 17. And I, I hope that never changes or stops. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad for that. Every, every day, every opportunity, every song, every, every moment, I treasure them. And we all should, man. This is life. This is a beautiful thing, man. Life rocks. And Definitely. I, I often catch a lot of crap for being so positive and so upbeat. But, man, who if you lived in my shoes for the last 59 years, you'd feel the same way, man. It's been a great ride. And it's awesome. I, and I, 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 I treasure every day, every song, every moment, every opportunity. Uh, I, I still want it bad. I still believe the best is yet to come. I still believe that tomorrow is going to be the best day of my life. And maybe, I don't, I don't know, but that's that's how I roll. That's how I uh, get through each day and, and get through each song. And, and I'd like to spread that message. If I could have one thing to, to share with with anybody out there, whether they're a fan of me or whether they don't like me at all. Tomorrow could be the best day of your life, man. You know, but we're all on a one day contract. I have seen, yeah, I have seen my, my best friends die in front of me, not to bring it down, you know, but those guys that, that I watched die or that I buried or that I missed that, that are gone. Uh, they taught me 
they taught me that we're all on a one day contract. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to any of us. Right. Enjoy today. Enjoy this song. Play it like it's your last freaking song. Play it like it's your last album, your last gig. Your... I do this interview with you right now as if it would be my last. Mm-hmm. And I leave it all on the floor. And whatever the next phone call is, I'll take that whenever it comes. But right now I'm on the phone with you. Right. And I'm telling you and your listeners how I feel and how I live. Yeah. I dig it, man. I like the dose of positivity here. That's awesome. Thank you. Hey, Ron, before we wrap up, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? No, you've covered all the bases. I appreciate that. And I just want to reiterate that uh, in this these days of social media and all of these, these different platforms that our people, our fans, our listeners, our audience can always find me at ronkeel.com. Uh, the social media, the videos, everything you want from me, you'll get at ronkeel.com. There you go. And, and of course, patreon.com, patreon.com slash ronkeel. you got a lot going on there as well. That's correct. And, you, of course, we'll find that link at the top of the page at ronkeel.com. <laughs> so uh, everything goes through there, the Patreon, the Facebook, the Twitter, the videos, the uh, news, and, and everything that I do. I, I believe in having that one-stop shop that keeps it easy for folks. Uh, Patreon is, is an amazing platform. We're at an all-time peak in membership, and we've got lots more to share before the end of the day. I will have new cool stuff for my subscribers and members at patreon.com slash Ron Keel. And I appreciate all the support, all the love and the opportunity to come on your show and talk to rock and rock the talk. Thank you so much, Ralph. Yeah. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for, uh, for taking some time for radio bypass today, man. It's really good to talk to you. And again, Ron Keel band South by South Dakota, the new record out now can order it online from ronkeel.com of course and um and uh just keep on rocking ron appreciate all that you had to say today awesome awesome interview you too thank you man great job and uh, congratulations on all you're doing and thanks for the opportunity and the support all right you got it take care of yourself stay safe out there and hopefully we'll see you back on the road before too long oh yeah